This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Training Unleashed. The show that will help you design and deliver training that's off the chain and will make a difference. Now, here's your host, Evan Hackle. Hello, everyone, and welcome again to another exciting edition of Training Unleashed. I think we're going to have a really great episode. The person that is my guest, her name is Erin Deal. She's the real deal, and her company is Improve It. And they are a training company, and I'm going to let her tell you more about what they do. But before we get started, I just want to do a shout out to my sponsors, the C-Suite, C-Suite TV, C-Suite Radio. You guys really support me in a big way and truly appreciate you. Aaron, I'm sitting here, and for the people that are not watching the TV show, I'm seeing a sign say, that says, fail, yeah, and another sign that says, improve it. That's it. So let's talk with the fail. Yeah, because I'm, I'm a big believer in fail. Yeah. So tell us about why that's an important part about what you do. Oh, I well, Thank you. First of all, thanks for having me on the show. Fail. Yeah. To being on the show. So failed it is the name of a podcast that I host. And the reason that this, these two words fail. Yeah. And failed it go alongside improve it are based in the improvisational comedy world. So there's a rule in improv comedy. There are no mistakes, only gifts. So anything that happens on stage is not a mistake. It becomes a part of the scene. And that is such a metaphor for life. The things that happen to us, the fails that we have along the way, whether it be in entrepreneurship, in corporate America, in our parenting and day-to-day lives, they're actually supposed to be a part of our scene of life. So we truly believe and improve it. You have to fail in order to improve. And this fail, yeah, came out of the show, failed it. Fun fact, Evan, we are actually changing the name of the show very soon. Um, and I'll come back to that. But it's actually uh, two words that we say at the very end of the show, and it's a very big part of the energy of our business, because we believe that if you're not failing, you're not trying. And if you're not trying, you're not improving. Well, I, Aaron, I have a saying for myself, which is, I hope my biggest failure is yet to come, because if it's not, it means I've given up trying. That's it. I love it. I love it. And I, I truly believe it. And you know, in as training professionals, I think a lot of what we do is cutting edge, leading edge. There's so much happening in the world of training. 
and that there are going to be stumbles and that's okay as long as we learn and i can't remember who said it but i think someone famous said it but but whether whether or not i think it makes sense we learn more from our failures than we learn from our successes 100% and i truly believe in getting used to asking yourself the question what did you fail at today and making that a normal thing that you say at the dinner table at the end of the day making it something you journal about at night I really love the, the, the idea of failure as being a part of a company culture, um, internally at improve it. We do failure parties every quarter. We actually have one tomorrow. And instead of making a vision board for the quarter, we make a fail board of the quarter past. So we put together little pictures of things almost like you would do on, um, a collage. We use PowerPoint just because, you know, we share our screens and we show what we failed at both personally and professionally the past quarter or, or the previous quarter. And it's so refreshing because it allows our team to feel like we can make mistakes and it allows our team to feel human. And like I said to you before we hit record on the show, I'm a recovering perfectionist turned fail fluencer. So it's truly, you know, it's for me too. It's for them, but it's for me too. I need to remind myself that failure is a part of the process. So it's a big part of our culture. We're really proud of it and we're leaning into it every day. But, you know, it's, it's interesting that one of, I think, the major underlying root problems in business is people covering themselves, yes. that they're, they're not admitting their failures, they're uh, they're avoiding that difficult conversation that doesn't allow the company to really understand what's going on. I love what you're doing. Your fail meeting is kind of a cool idea because it really allows people the space to be able to admit they did something wrong. That's it. That is it, Evan. And I truly believe in exactly what you said that we have to it's interesting what you were saying about not allowing our full selves to be shown or almost covering ourselves. I have spent my entire career while building improvement, which is almost seven years, asking people in corporate America to take their masks off, which was hilarious because in 2020, we were like, put your, put your, you know, healthy mask on, be safe. But what I feel like really happened as a result of the pandemic too, was even though we were asked to protect ourselves in public, we actually started to see each other as humans this past year because we were peering into their homes and, and seeing families and pets and the day-to-day. -day. And it, I think, really strengthened, uh, even though we weren't physically together, the bond of a lot of teams and a lot of organizations. And it was a very eye-opening year, which we failed through miserably back to the theme of failure. It felt like we were failing left and right. But if we can take a step back and see some of the good that came from it, it's so interesting to observe and to witness and to transform with, to be honest. So very cool, very cool observation on your end too. So let's shift gears now to improve it. Mm -hmm. um, I know you guys use a lot of improv. And maybe you could share, you know, a why, because I think that's a good thing to understand why, why is improv important when it comes in particular to training and maybe some ideas of how people could take that into their workplace and uh, make their workplace better. 
Okay, Evan, this is what I'm going to say. This is not an ad. This is a ask for everyone in America. Take an improv class, please. Um, I'll tell you why. It's such a beautiful, beautiful art form to teach with. Number one, improv is the truest, most natural form of play. I call myself a professional pretender. I have a two-year-old son. He improvises all day long. We are improvising all day long. But when we hear this word, it sometimes stifles our creativity and makes us think, oh my gosh, I have to think quickly on the spot. When we can allow ourselves to truly play and to truly experience training at its finest in soft skill development, which is what we train on, we allow barriers to come down. So that mask that we're talking about falls. And once that happens, that's when we're truly learning because we're not judging ourselves. We're not judging others. We're in that moment. We're in play. So when we allow those barriers to fall and that true learning occurs, that's when we become our best selves and we grow both personally and professionally. It's a magical teaching tool. We can watch 20 people in real life walk into a room as 20 individuals walk out a unit of 20 people as an ensemble, as a team. Um, on Zoom, we've been able to do the same thing. And it's been, it's different, but it's actually allowed people who are a little bit more introverted to fully engage in the chat functions. Um, and one way that people can start incorporating this is just allow more creativity in the training that you do. I'll say this, the reason it's created and we use this as a teaching tool is because I learn by doing things outside of the box. I'm experiential in the way that I learn. And as a corporate professional for many years prior to starting Improve It, I was seeking out a way to be trained on becoming a better sales professional, becoming a better listener, thinking more quickly on my feet, how to network better. All of these things help it improv helps you perform better with. And it's such an amazing tool to sit back and witness. And it's even more amazing on my, my end to facilitate and to teach. It's a gift to be able to share the love of it with the world. And if you are a leader listening today and you want some type of training using improvisation for your team, I've got a great activity that you can start immediately called Yes And. So happy to share it. Um, but it, I'm super passionate about it, as you can tell. So, so tell us about form. Yes And. Okay. So I thought you would never ask. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so Yes And is a wonderful way to brainstorm. So easy. So Evan, if you want to try this with me, we can do this together. And that sounds great. The listeners and experience here. So let's, let's say we're brainstorming a back to work party. Okay. Everybody feels comfortable. We have to come up with food, entertainment, and a location for this party. And we're so excited about it. Right. So let's say it's you and I, and perhaps we have a few other team members, but for the sake of this activity right now, it's just you and me, we're going to yes and each other. So every time we want to share an idea about this party, all we have to do is say yes. And before we share our idea. So I'll start. Yes, and Evan, I am so excited for this party. Beyonce is coming, and anybody who walks in the doors gets a free puppy. Wow, yes, and I hear we got Paul McCartney to come in at the end and end the night, and everyone's going to be just completely blown away by the surprise. 
Yes. And after his performance, there's going to be trucks with ice cream sandwiches. And you have every flavor of Ben and Jerry's in, in between two cookies to end the night, as well as a little milk nightcap. Yes. And then we're going to throw a street party as a nightcap to everything and yes. take the whole party outside. Yes. And so we keep going. Right. And so if there's other people involved, they continue adding ideas by yes ending. So the creativity obviously right away gets kind of over the top. Right. And that's the point because through that we can start to see themes. Okay. Well, I like Beyonce, you like Paul McCartney. So we want some live music. We want, we don't need a DJ. We want a band, right? Okay. Well, ice cream sandwiches and nightcaps are important. Well, let's think about how we can provide those or some type of dessert and fun beverage for everyone. Right? So you take this notion of postponing judgment with yes and away. No one is allowed to say no. No one is allowed to say yes, but because yes, but is just like yes, or sorry, just like no, in the fact that it's almost like yes, or sorry, it's almost like no dressed up in a fancy tuxedo. It still stifles creativity. So if your team needs to brainstorm, if you're struggling with some negative Nancy's or negative Nathan's on your team, implement this yes and rule right away and use it to foster creativity, to brainstorm and to get things done. Because when everybody feels heard using this rule of yes and, that's when people feel empowered. And when they feel empowered, that's when productivity rises. And when that happens, everyone thrives. Yes, and. Yes. Nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> fail. Yeah. I've been fail. Yeah. How do you apply this concept to something that people are afraid to death and that's role playing? Yeah. It's a great, it's a great question. And I will say that we get this a lot. When I would hear the word role play back in my corporate days, I immediately rolled my eyes. So I get the instant eye roll that comes with those two words. We've created um, a very cool process on our end. We believe that if we're a third party coming into quote unquote role play with you, this is different than a workshop. We do workshops, but we also do scenario training where we take things that are very, very specific to the organization or team we're working with. Our performers perform them the wrong way. And then we have participants get up and they actually do the, sim the simulation the wrong way. So they feel the wrong way. It's experiencing the scenario, how it feels to do it wrong. And then we have our actors do it again and do it the right way. And then we have participants get up and do the scenario the right way. So they feel that difference for us being, and just to take a step back, all of Improve It's performers are and facilitators, we call them improv professionals, are at least 10 years out in training in terms of improvisation. We've got people on main stage at Second City. We've got people who've been on tour company are still touring as soon as, as things are getting back to normal. And they also have that marriage of corporate experience. So they take what they've seen from the stage and are able to really apply it. So I think taking a step back and seeing a third party do the role play makes a big difference because we're making it fun. We're making it funny. We're in, introducing comedy. It's not 
you know, sit across from your, your teammate and role play. It's bringing fun, experiencing it, debriefing it. And I sometimes think that, you know, even as a leader in my own organization, it's really hard to see through the cracks sometimes. And what happens with a third party who comes in to help you with scenario training is we're able to see through those cracks from an outside view and offer a third party advice that you may not see internally. So I get, I, you know, totally understand the, the eye roll when scenario training or role play comes up. And that's why we want you to make your eyes roll with laughter, not an eye roll. <laughs> well, it seems like you're giving people permission to have fun while role playing. That's it. And that's taking, it. A, a, taking a little bit of the edge off of the role play itself, but still cementing the concepts, uh, which I think, which I think is, I think is, is, is really cool. Tortle Training's Learning Matter experts are passionate about designing effective solutions that move the needle. Whether your organization needs development of e-learning courses, instructor-led training, or assistance with creating optimized electronic versions of employee handbooks, our team can help. To learn more, visit tortle.com slash learning dash development. Let's talk about icebreakers, because I, I have to imagine... Improv is a great way to start meetings, get people loosened up, et cetera. Any suggestions or thoughts for our audience on like some high quality icebreakers? I know I like a good icebreaker. And I, and I actually, I think this is one area where training really excels with, you know, tons of fun kind of uh, activities that people can do when they start their meetings out to, to get the audience and the, the students to be really relaxed and feeling good. Totally. So I have two suggestions, one of which is virtual and one of which is in person. So there is an activity called commonalities, which I love. And I think the biggest thing about an icebreaker is we don't want to do two truths and a lie. We don't want to do tell us your name and where you're fun and a fun fact. I mean, those still exist. But my biggest thing is if I want to break the ice, I got to get you up on your feet and I got to get you moving and interacting with somebody who's not to your right or your left or behind you, because if that's your comfort zone, I need to get you automatically up. So this activity commonalities is actually a beautiful icebreaker. Um, you don't talk in this activity, but you're tasked with finding something in common with one person in the room and you have uh, you have to actually find four things in common with one person in the room without talking in under a minute or less. So that happens. And it's nice because you're making eye contact, you're up on your feet, you're using your body language, you're interacting. And then our next round of this game is then you have to go find another set of two and that two becomes a four and you all four have to come up with one thing in common that you and all four have in common in under a minute or less. Caveat is it cannot be any of the four things that you had in common with your partner before. That's wow. truly, yes, one of my biggest icebreakers. Now in our workshops, in person and virtually, we use a chicken dance. We used to use in person, a chicken hat. And I'm going to tell you why it's literally a chicken with legs and sneakers 
that's a hat that anytime you would hear the word improv, we would pass to the person on our right. We would do the chicken dance in person. And then whoever ended up with the chicken hat at the end would be crowned the improv chicken champion. They would get a Starbucks gift card. Now, how we've modified this in a virtual world is we, anytime you hear the word improv, we literally chicken dance or like just do like a fun dance on Zoom. And this happens all throughout our sessions. It sounds super corny and cheesy, but let me tell you, if you want to break the ice, get people dancing immediately. And by the end, people, especially competitive teams, sales teams are fighting over this chicken hat. They want the Starbucks gift card. They want the notoriety. Um, But it's a really so it's it's almost like what is your chicken hat it's it's a lot of people may not be listening to this and think i'm not going to use a chicken hat so find something that allows people to interact to think to be present with and make that your chicken hat so own your own chicken hat and find something that automatically gets people moving that is the biggest key is movement in my opinion movement and it's taking steps out of that comfort zone so those are my two things. Uh, those are two really good. Those are two really good suggestions. Thank you. Um, Thank you. I, I, the first one I find intriguing, especially because you can't talk. Right. And that, so I mean, that's eye contact, body language. Yeah. It's interesting. And I'm like, you can't, no cheaters, no texting, no mouthing the words. So, <laughs> um, but it really allows people, and you can do that on Zoom too, actually, in breakout rooms. So take it, everyone. Use it. Take it, take it. But um, anything that makes people laugh is a great icebreaker. And, you know, I'm fortunate enough to surround myself with really funny people. And it's just an automatic icebreaker. So anything you can do that that allows for movement and laughter is an automatic win in my mind. Yeah, no no doubt about it. So tell us about your company and who are your... What are the services you offer? Who are your ideal customers? Love it. And thank you for that question. So our ideal customers are anyone who is in charge of a group of people. So whether that's human resources, it's learning and development, talent development, sales directors, those are the bulk of the people that we work with, mostly in corporate America. And we've worked from Fortune 500, Fortune 100 to small mom and pop shops. So it doesn't matter the size or the industry, it matters the need or the objective. So how we start off working together with a team is we figure out what are the objectives you want them to walk away with. And number two, what are their challenges and how we measure the success of that is the ROO, the return on their objective, because we train on soft skills and soft skills are a lot of times the hardest things to quantify. So if our objective is met, we've done our job. So we offer currently 11 different soft skill training workshops virtually and in person, all of which are online an hour and a half and in person two hours. And each course comes with an e-learning course that is built in conjunction with the workshop as a follow-up training tool. And these range from things like team building, effective communication, leadership, sales, presentation skills, networking. Um, So we have, like I said, 11 different topics. We also do keynotes for large events virtually and in person. Aaron, before you go too far, I I just want to say this because I think this is really important. This has been a really fun interview, but your company is about real training and making a real difference in the business. 
Yeah. So it's via having fun. It's via improv. But the end result is a tangible improvement in the performance of the company. So this isn't something you just bring in as the warm-up act. This is the real deal. Last name, pun intended. Just going to say that. Evan, I was like, you know what that is? What we call an improv? A callback. So <laughs> love it. Um, thank you very much. And yeah, I mean, I don't want to kind of, you know, throw it all out there, but that's it. That is it. And we're not the warm up. You're right. We are, we are actually a wonderful conversation starter and follow througher. We create change by doing, by learning and experiencing play. And it is, it is what you said is so fun. It's so fun. I come back if I'm in person, completely depleted. Um, my husband makes a joke after if I do, especially like a half day or a full day workshop, I can't, I mean, I just, I face plant on a couch. I mean, your, your hamster wheel is turning. It's, it's, uh, are you an introvert? So interesting. You should say that. I thought I was becoming one and my family reminded me that I'm not. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) There's nothing wrong with being an introvert. I happen to be an introvert. Well, I love that. And I think there's absolutely, you know, what's interesting. A lot of improvisers are introverts, believe it or not. So I am an extrovert. I love people. I get energy from people. I'm an extrovert who has a two-year-old who strongly needs to recharge her batteries from time to time, more so now than when I was younger. So I would say I am an extrovert with introvert tendencies. Yeah. The reason I ask is that normally the sign of an introvert is when they're being an extrovert, that, that they're shifting their ways of being to being an extrovert, because that's what you need to do. Like right now, that's what I need to be, but you get exhausted by it. So when it's over, you're like, now I just, I made it through. I, I was able to be an extrovert, but it exhausts me where a true extrovert gets done and they go, let's do this again. Right. <laughs> right. Cause right. they have well- the energy. I totally feel that my team is full of introverts, to be honest, but the energy that it takes to do our workshops as a facilitator, even the most extroverted extrovert would fall flat on their face after them. I mean, it's that exhausting, shocking, probably for you, high energy. So (laughs) it is, and I have seven leads, including myself. So everybody's energy is different, but the um, the feeling that we have to create in order to get all however many people, sometimes it's up to 100 people in the room to feel comfortable, that's the exhausting part. But you when you give it because you want to and you know the results that can happen when you give it. So let's talk about keynotes and and maybe also talk about conferences and you know, large group activities if, if you do those. Absolutely. Yeah. So c- keynotes, we can do, a, you know, a hundred people and above virtually in person. We're a, ver- a certified uh, e-speaker virtual um, conference provider now. So that's very exciting. We're on a, a, a site called eSpeakers and we've done quite a few conferences that are very large virtually and in person. Um, 
we are also great with breakout rooms since we have our workshops as well. So we do really great with large events as the keynote, as well as our breakout rooms. I have 25 facilitators, Evan, across Chicago, New York, and LA, who are the most fantastic human beings on the planet. So we're able to do simultaneous rooms. Uh, keynotes for the most part are usually me leading, but the other six of my facilitators can lead anything else that we have in our organization virtually too, something I wanted to talk to you about was we created this during the pandemic. It's called Laugh Breaks. So let's say you have a team meeting or a large conference and you need a little spurse of energy on your Zooms. We come on, you can book us within 48 hours and there's a host and three improvisers and we do short form improv on Zoom. We use the chat box for laughter and suggestions. And we to date have done over 75 of these since launching in August of 2020. It's been fun. It's been crazy, but fun. So we also provide entertainment as well. Well, that's really a cool idea. That is a a very cool idea because I... I think I speak for the world to say that Zoom meetings can become boring if they're not properly mm. facilitated. You hear that sigh? Uh, yeah, I'm like, yeah. yeah, yes, yes. And I, you know, if you're spending eight hours on a conference on Zoom, you need some excitement. So yeah. we're there for that as well. So um, I know you have an offer for our audience and I, this is your opportunity. Please share that, uh, that offer. Well, thank you. And I, you know why? I know you know this because there was a form that I was supposed to give Evan my offer in everyone and it didn't get to him um, immediately or perfectly. And I was feeling very like a fail fluencer. Like I said, recovering perfectionist turned fail fluencer here. Um, but now you have it and it's called the Daily Five Challenge. And it is an awesome challenge sent to you five days over email, completely free. That gives you an inside look at some of our methodologies. So we have a day about bravery, a day about confidence, a day about support, um, and a day about creativity. And so it's a email with PDF audio. You'll hear this nasal twang voice and a worksheet for you comes to you five days. And after you've completed the five days, it is you are done. You've completed the daily five challenge, but these are reminders rooted in improv that will help you become more brave, confident, creative, and also support your team in a different way. Well, I did sign up for it today. Yes. So I am looking forward to my five days of improv. Yes. Uh, I, I mean, I really believe that you need to be intentional and positivity and the right energy is a really big part of my life. So I'm, I'm kind of excited to see what these five things are. Uh, I think people listening in particular, because some people listening to the show, if they go to our website, trainingunleashed.net, can get your whole bio, get all the links, get all the free offers from all of the speakers. But a lot of people listening like on iTunes and other places, iHeart, they, they only can hear. And even people watching the TV show, or most people watching the TV show would have access. But can you just share your website so people know how to find you and how to find the offer? Yes. And great point, Heaven. That's a great point. I should have, I should have led with that. It's learn to improve it.com and that's learn to improve it.com. And you will see the link for the daily five challenge right on the bottom of our homepage there. So sign up and we look forward to having you join us. I would love to hear your feedback on it as well. So send us a note after you've taken the challenge and let us know what you think. And yes, and 
I know you have a tip. We always end the show with, if you have one tip to share. So would you please share that tip? Yes. And I sure will see what we're doing here, Evan. This is, <laughs> this is improvising. So one of the biggest tenets of improv obviously is yes. And which means to postpone judgment, to make others feel heard, to make people feel seen. And when we can do that in an organization, people and teams thrive. So the tip I want to leave you with today is this is a cheesy quote, but I've talked about chicken hats on this show. So I'm going to go there. Pretend that every person you meet has a sign around their neck that says, make me feel important. If you can do that, you will not believe the energy that you will be putting out to the world and the energy that you will be receiving back. That is yes and. I love that. Thank you. What a great piece of positivity too. Thank you. Uh, and uh, really could have massive impact on someone's life, not just their business. That's a great tip. Thank, thank you. Thank, thank you. you for, thank you for the tip. Thank you for being a guest on our show. I want to thank our audience because without you, we don't have a show. I also want to thank my friends at C-Suite, CCTV, CC Radio. Um, and again, uh, Aaron, thank you. It's great to have you on the show. Training Unleashed is brought to you by Tortal Training, specializing in e-learning and interactive online training solutions for corporate, government, nonprofit, and franchise organizations. Tortal makes effective training easier. Just go to tortal.net to gain access to real-world tools that can make a difference. That's tortal.net, T-O-R-T-A-L, tortal.net. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.